Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Sock Takes Podcast. I am your host, Nipun Chopra. It's just me today. Uh, and I'd like to welcome you to my interview with the head coach of the Indian national team, Stephen Constantine. Before we get to the interview, I would like to thank Mr. Ranbir Shergill, president of PDL Team Ventura County Fusion, for helping me helping put me in touch with Stephen. See, as an Indian national who loves the beautiful game, it was a genuine privilege for me to speak to Stephen about soccer. But I hope you walk away from this interview getting a sense of the human inside the head coach, because Constantine is like many of us. He has faced immense challenges, both personal as well as professional. And, he has, and as he said in the interview, his mantra has always been to get up when he's been knocked down. Along the way, you will also learn about a man who does his utmost to immerse himself in his surroundings and his work. Anyway, now it's time for you to hear from the man himself. Make sure you buy Constantine's book, From Delhi to the Den, The Story of Football's Most Traveled Coach. It is available on Amazon, and trust me, it is truly an excellent book for any football lover to read. Enjoy the podcast. Um, so I want to start the story with, uh, you know, with the American portion of this. You played in the American Soccer League, the ASL for the Pennsylvania Stars. You played a memorable friendly against New York Cosmos. You have contacts across the USL and PDL like Runby Shergill. Do you want to coach in the NASL, USL, or MLS? Uh, yes, I think so. Um, at some point, I, I would love to come back and um, work in, in, in any of those leagues. Provided, provided, I always say provided that the situation is... Uh, gives me scope to 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 develop and build. I, I am not the type of coach to go somewhere uh, just for the sake of it. Um, I build, I create, um, and um, to go to a club just to say I am the coach of this club and they have no aspirations or they're not looking to do anything other than survive. Uh, um, that's not for me. And where's where does your interest in American soccer come from? Are you, I mean, based on your resume, you've coached all over the world. Is it just an interest to try something new or are you specifically interested in American soccer? No, I follow American soccer. I, I spent 10 years of my life in the United States. Yep. I was there when there was no MLS. Yep. Uh, um, and, um, uh, you know, it, it's, um, it's a country that, 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 I love. Obviously, you stay you stay in one place for ten years. You you either love it or, or there's something wrong with you. Sure. Um, and um, I just felt that um, it's uh, the, the 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 league the league have come on big time in in, in recent years, um, and it's 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 one of it's one of many places that at some point I would like to coach. Have have you had any offers from uh, NASL, USL, or MLS clubs in the last few years? Um, I was uh, I was inter interviewed for Sacramento. You're right, you said that book, yeah. But they chose Preki. Mm -hmm. uh, can't really argue with that. <laughs> yeah, the league. he's pretty good. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, uh, but no, I haven't had anything uh, serious. One or two, uh, would you? Uh, um, but they, they, they were at times when I, I really could not leave uh, um, India at that point. Um, 
you know, and, and go over. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. well, yeah, we're interested, but you need to come over now. Well, that's why I can't. So. <laughs> so, Stephen, I'm going to circle around on the football stuff, but I, I, I feel like I learned. So, I was very interested in in you as a person reading this book. So, a couple of personal questions uh, about you and and your thought processes. Um, first of all, I was. It was remarkable to me how much your your story is uh, a synopsis of some very very uh, pivotal geopolitical moments, uh, especially in Asia and, and in some African countries. I mean, uh, I was in India when the the that crazy massacre happened, and it kind of reminded me of that. You talked about being very close to the well, uh, uh, you know, sort of close to the Rwandan genocide even though you enjoyed your time in Kigali. How did those things about being that close to these incredible geopolitical events shape you as a person? Look, I, 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 don't, I don't say that they don't affect you. Um, but one of the things that I have tried very, very hard to make sure uh, is when I go to some of these countries is that I have absolutely no agenda other than football. I am not interested in the politics. I am not interested in the religion. I respect both, but I, I don't get involved in in, um, in those types of things. Or I, this maybe sounds a little naive. I try to stay out of it as much as possible. I coach football. Um, I build football teams. Uh, and yes, I, I, I I've been to the killing fields in Cambodia. Um, it's it's. Uh, Unbelievable what, what some humans are doing to other human beings. It's, it, it just beggars belief. Um, and in the name of religion uh, and or politics, um, you know, and I, I, just, I, I just feel that not getting involved and not uh, uh, um, showing uh, anything other than my football Knowledge is, is, is the reason I'm in these countries, and um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I, I am a guest in their country. Who am I to say? Yeah, and I don't know if that makes sense. absolutely, it does. It kind of leads into the next question I had. Um, you you tell this story about this incredible story about in Nepal. It might have been one of your first games in Nepal. Uh, and you talk about something that you were very, you were sort of uncomfortable with, which was the story about the the goat uh, being beheaded. Uh, I'm curious if <laughs> if you'd be uh, comfortable recounting that story a little bit, and then. No, I I I, I wasn't very uncomfortable. Uh, it, it, okay, it happened. I, I, um, they have pujas in Nepal. They have pujas in India. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not the first time I've seen it. I I was surprised to see it behind the goalpost. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, thing, um, you know. Uh, but but other than that, it was not. Um, I've seen so much. Uh, my time is not too much that shock. But I, it, it was a shock to see the goat behind the uh, uh, the goat. I, I did not have any idea what was going to happen to the poor bugger. But um, <laughs> you know, there it is. <laughs> But it is quite remarkable, Stephen, your ability to assimilate and or call, you know, your wife calls you a chameleon for that reason. Being who you are, where does that come from? Where does that desire to assimilate, try to speak the language, try to understand the culture, try to live amongst the people as opposed to commute, you know, three, four hours by flight. Where does that need for assimilation, desire for assimilation come from? 
country, the people, the players, um, <clears throat> that what's good for you is good for me. Um, if you can live in this situation uh, all your life, then I can do it for the time that I'm there. Um, uh, that's basically my outlook. Um, you know, uh, even even now, uh, when we go to games and stuff like that, there's always a car put on for the coach. Um, you, you always have that choice to take a car or, or to take the team bus. Yeah. Even, even in Rwanda, when we had a minibus and there was 28 of us in a, in a minibus that holds 18. Mm. Um, I, I will take the minibus every time. Or the bus with the players every time. Um, and I think... Uh, Look, I, I, um, I'm, I'm quite a humble guy. I'm confident in what I do. I love what I do. I'm good at what I do. But uh, I, I, I don't need um, uh, five-star hotels, special food, special care. I, I need to be comfortable where I'm living. I need to be okay. But um, I, I'm quite low-key. And and, uh, and I feel like you, that this ties into that the humility thing. In the book, you describe yourself in uh, in non-flattering terms. Sometimes you describe yourself as not very talented or a soccer whore at one point. Uh, but at the same time, you seem to have this incredible self-confidence in your ability, especially as a coach. Now, how do you reconcile those two somewhat differing narratives that you have about yourself? That's a really good question. Um, look, I, I've always believed that uh, if I put my mind to it, I'm going to do it. I have to want it bad enough. Um, and uh, football is, is, uh, has given me everything I have. So I'm going to put everything I have into that. Um, now, is whatever I have good enough? Okay, um, it would seem that it is from a football perspective because I think pretty much everywhere I've been, I have left the team in a better place than when I arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but you know, this is not rocket science what we're doing. Um, but I think if you're going to do something and you're going to do it well, you you need to have a uh, a passion for what you do and a love for what you do and above all I think you need to be prepared to sacrifice uh, I'm sitting here in Delhi on the 22nd floor when I could I could be at home in Cyprus right. with my wife and my girls but I wouldn't be doing my job properly or to the best of my ability if, if, if that was the case People need to see me. People, people need to see me. People do not. You know, I went. I went to. Uh, uh, <laughs> I went to have a shave uh, where where I live in the, in the complex where I live. Yeah, in Gurgaon, right? Uh, you live in Gurgaon, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but I, I, I live in a complex there, yeah, and they have like a, a salon where you can shave and people get their hair cut. What you? So I walked in there, and they all wanted to take pictures with me. Now. <laughs> I've been in this complex for almost three years. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody yeah. that I was a national coach. That's amazing. That, and they found 
the other day. They came in, hey, sir, sir, but you didn't tell us. Tell you what, I said. <laughs> no, we saw you in the paper yesterday after you beat Macau. Uh, we didn't know. Why should you know? Does it make any difference? <laughs> no, sir, you're a celebrity and all that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was with, uh, I think it was Rambir one day. We were walking down the street. Uh, uh, this is in San Jose. Yeah. And uh, two girls, uh, uh, two girls, a couple of guys walked past. 100% they were Indian. I said, I bet they're from Mumbai. Uh, and um, they they stopped. We stopped. We started chatting. And uh, I didn't tell them that I was the national coach. But one of the guys recognized me. And, uh, you know, so it, it's, um, I, I don't, um, I, I, I love what I do. It's, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Are we getting off the, the, the beaten track? No, no, no. This is exactly what I was interested in. So, no, you're absolutely on the money. Yeah. Look, um, I, I, feel, I feel very privileged. Yep. Not to sound too cliche. Um, to, 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 to be able to play football all day, get paid, um, and make people better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Your your story, Stephen, is as much, in fact, even maybe more about disappointment as it is about success. In fact, occasionally, it's at least to me, it was heartbreaking. Like some of the jobs you missed out on to only see less qualified candidates get them, even though you don't describe them as less qualified, they were. Um, so how do you how do you manage to deal with that disappointment? I think it makes you work harder. Zero is like <laughs> you told. 
startup clubs that are coming in the USL, NFL, whatever. Um, I'm thinking, hello, <laughs> I can help you. <laughs> um, uh, but um, so, so with Sacramento, uh, I was I was well disappointed. Uh, but but then you can't argue. I mean, uh, Graham Smith, who you probably know. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they got Preki. Now, the thing is, Preki did well in his first season, they fell away in the second season, and he left. Um, I would still be there. Right. I think. I'm, I'm, I was just thinking about the start of the book while you were, while you were speaking, and I'm wondering uh, if, if your desire and almost weird... Uh, in weird enjoyment of breaking through adversity goes back to when you were a kid and you know uh, and dealing with um forgive the word but an abusive father and and your mother dying when you were really young is do you think that is source of all of this And uh, uh, recently, I, I was reading the this story recently, and I thought of you. I almost tagged you on Twitter, but the, the Gareth Southgate thing. Uh, he's England manager now. Uh, recently, Wayne Rooney talked about the need to streamline the coaching process for ex-professionals. And as soon as I read that article, I immediately thought of you. Y your take on Wayne Rooney's uh, claim that ex-professionals should have to deal, uh, have, have basically should get a uh, red carpet to uh, coaching positions. Uh, and how is that working out for these ex-players? <laughs> well, outside of Zidane, uh, probably not very well. <laughs> Look, you, you, let me put it to you in another way. Uh, how many years do we go to school? We start at what? Six junior school, whatever, and then you finish junior and you go to high school, and by the time you finish uh, school is 18 years. Uh, no, sorry, not 18 years. Uh, so it's about 12 years of schooling, correct? Right. And then you go on, you go to uh, uh, college right. or university. And that's another four years for, for uh, a BA. Yeah. Yes? Yep. For some of us like me, it's another 12 years of school and a PhD. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just didn't want to get into the real world. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. So let's Person uh, goes to school for twelve years. Is that is that about right? Yep, yep. I'd say a little bit, maybe a little bit more, but especially in okay. in developing countries, twelve years is probably about right. Okay. When you finish that twelve years, what are you qualified to do exactly? Apply for college. <laughs> <laughs> Apply for college. Uh, you are not. A professor, right. you are not the article. Right, right. So, if you play football from the age of 8 to 30, 12 years, 15 years, does that make you a coach? <sighs> Absolutely not. So then, how is that different? So, to be a professor... I love that, yeah, I love that. Okay, would you send your uh, uh, child to a 
guy who uh, has been um, has the experience but doesn't quite have the knowledge. Right. And the troubleshooting, I think that's the big one, right? The troubleshooting is something that they, the look, players have no it's, idea about. It's, it's, it's organization. It's, look, the thing is with players, uh, and, and by the way, I played as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, they don't know sometimes how they do what they do on the pitch. How are you going to translate the knowledge you had as a player to the 10, 11, 12, 15 or 20-year-old on the pitch? There is a process, the same as there is a process to become a professor or to become an engineer or to become a doctor. Mm -hmm. You go to medical school, you are not a doctor after you finish medical school. Right. Totally. And, and just having a qualification is also not enough. So I understand that um, we need uh, uh, ex-professionals to stay in the game. Of course we do. But why should they be treated any differently just because they were playing? They were players. You know how many of these players are thick as two planks? You know, it's, 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 I think it's ridiculous for, 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 um, I, I, so many ex players have said the same thing. Oh, Alan Shrio, yeah, we should be fast tracked. Why should you be fast tracked? Right. Okay. Because you played for England. I get that. I respect that. That was as a player. But how do we know you have the credentials uh, and the, 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 the poise to teach? Because basically you are a teacher of football. And to be a teacher, you need to go and get a degree. And then you need to go and work in a, a, a play school and, and how do young players learn or young kids learn and so on and so forth. So why is it that you play football at the top level? That you should be, uh, uh, that gives you the divine right to to, to, um, to become a teacher of football. You played the game. Right. doesn't make you a teacher. Totally agree. And I, I remember you uh, jumping off of this. I remember you clearly have this love for Wenger, uh, probably because of how how gregarious and how warm he was towards you when, when you met him. And But I, I, I'm wondering, he's another example of a very good manager who wasn't, an elite footballer. Is that one of the reasons you, you maybe see yourself in him? Maybe have an affinity for him? No, I, I, I respect the work he's done. I respect that he, he, he's done it the hard way. I mean, uh, um, you know, look, Arrigo Sacchi was a shoe salesman. Right, 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 right. He went to the World Cup final. Yeah. Um, it, it's, but there's a Mark Warburton, who is at Forest, never played. Right. He was on the stock market. Mm-hmm. I'm Mourinho too. Mourinho, you know, and wasn't. Yeah, as I say, was a flipping translator. Right. Um, you know, loved the game, studied the game, got his opportunity, and you know, so, so, so it, it's not that ex players can't, but they should follow the 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 uh, the system as, and get the uh, the qualifications the same as anybody else. Why should you miss out because you played? Mm-hmm. You can demonstrate. So I went to all my all my courses were in England. Okay, yeah. I did the USSF A license, by the way. I did the the, the D uh, D C B and A in the US as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm what I'm trying to say is that um, when I went, I made I made a point to go on the course when the professionals went, which is during the end of May. Okay. Now the reason I did that was because it was hard. 
because you're dealing with top top players and you're telling them what to do in a session and they can't say nothing to you because they're part of the session do you know what I'm saying yeah absolutely Now you're an avid championship manager player. I haven't played football manager for years. So here's the key question though, and you have to be honest, Stephen. You have to be honest. <laughs> All right. Say you were playing Arsenal Tottenham or you know, India, Nepal or something, and you lost, right? Did you hit control alt delete and crash the game so you didn't have to lose that game and you could play it again? You have to be honest. <laughs> no. I don't believe you, and we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, in in your career, Stephen, tell me the biggest. Uh, just, just, just. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I need to go back to that. Yeah. I never ever took Arsenal in Championship Manager or Football Manager. I always went to the bottom. Mm. I went to the Conference. I'd take a Barnet. I'd take a. Uh, now and again, I'd take a Millwall. Um, I, I, I never went into the Premier League. Huh. That's I, fascinating. I, I, That's really cool. I was I was always straight away to Man United, uh, but I one of the most fun times. Yeah, I know. But one of the most fun times I had, kind of jumping off on what you're saying, uh, I used to play Football Manager obsessively before I left for the states. So it's like 2002, and at that time, uh, you probably know this even better than I do. But Rushton and Diamonds had just come into the Football League, so I played with them, and that was awesome. Yeah, they had a. Exactly. They were, exactly. They were in the football. They just come to football league, and they had a five million dollar, a uh, five million uh, pound uh, transfer kitty. So it, it it was still kind of cheating, but I enjoyed it for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so now kind of transitioning into um, into the Indian football part of this, because um, you know, obviously, I'm very interested in that. Um, I want to I want to start with India in general. This is your second stint in India. You've remarked on how different India is. So tell me about your, your thought process about uh, India as a country in uh, Stephen Constantine, manager, uh, head coach, part one versus part two. Well, uh, look, I think uh, uh, there are a lot of things that have changed um, with Indian football in, in over the last five, six years. Sadly, sadly, though, um, a lot of the eye clubs, the Indian, the eye league clubs, as much as they should, which is um, obviously disappointing. Right. But um, look, I think the, the I, I don't want to pat myself on the back on that, but but the 
the the last three years, um, the results for Indian football has been for the national team um, has been the 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 main conduit of this massive change. Now people will tell you the ISL, um, but the ISL were um, had had their first year. Um, and uh, they were 173. Um, they had a coach, uh, Vim Kovemans, who um, was not able to um, change much. And um, so then I, when, I, when I came along in 2015, I found the country on its knees, basically, worst ever position. Mm-hmm. And I, I set about doing what I do, which is building teams, um, that, that, that are going to last. Now, the Indian Super League uh, had also done some... Uh, they exposed the rest of the world to Indian football, should I say, in a way that by having this right. three-month league... Uh, they were bringing names in. They, they, basically, they were trying to do what they do in the, for the cricket. Right. Okay. Now, it coincided with me coming in and, and sweeping things clean, if you like. They were doing that, but on a different platform, if I can say that. Um, they have evolved. Um, and, and this year will be the... Uh, um, the first time that they will play for you know from November to um, April, right? Which is five months, um, and that will change next year as well. So um, it it will take them five. It will have taken them five years to get to a point where there's going to be a one league uh, with a proper calendar. I I expect that to be done next year. Um, so, so the changes have come quite slow, but you have to take your hat off to um, uh, Mrs. Ambani, the IMG group, because they had the vision and the uh, um, the courage to to put their money where their mouth is from that perspective. So, um, the the Indian national team now um, is uh, leading this. But they have contributed immensely to it um, in, in terms of popularity, in terms of uh, exposure, mm-hmm. but, but not, not on field. And what about India as a country, Stephen? Uh, things are very different between in the 12, 13 years that you went elsewhere. Um, your, your thoughts on whether India as a country is has changed and whether the the average fan is more open to the beautiful game uh, than they were 10, 12 years ago? Uh, look, I think without a shadow of a doubt, and, and this, is, this again is, um, I think the, the uh, IMG group with the, there was a game every single day in the ISL, these, these, uh, this has really opened uh, uh, people's eyes to football, and it's not just cricket, cricket, cricket. Right. Uh, now, now they've got football, and you know what? The national team is doing really well, um, 
And, you know, Indians, um, no different to anybody else in the world. They want the national team to do well. Uh, but when they're not doing well, it's, you know, um, it, 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 and, and to be fair, for the last 20 years, the Indian national team has had nothing to shout about. They, they do now. And I think uh, that combined with the uh, exposure that we've gotten from the ISL and, and, and the TV, and that has, has really, um, it's raised the profile of the game. Uh, in general, uh, only two losses in the last fifteen uh, has been absolutely incredible. Big wins against Laos, big win against Puerto Rico. You know, tell tell me how you've managed to turn this around. Look, I I, I don't think there's um, there's any big secrets. Um, I I think I demand a lot from the players. I work extremely hard. They work extremely hard. I have incredible uh, people around me that, that um, uh, make me better. And I, think, I, I think that's important. Um, you can't do it all by yourself. There's never... Uh, uh, um, uh, it's never going to be a one-man show when you're running a football club. You need a good chairman. You need a good general manager. You need good administrators. And... Um, you need to be allowed to, 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 to do your work uh, without interference. Uh, and um, I, I, I think uh, a absolutely burning desire, um, an absolutely burning desire to, to, to succeed. And maybe that takes you back into the book again. You know, um, if I don't do well, am I going to get another job? So um, when, when, when you have all of those uh, uh, um, variables, um, you know, you, you, you've got half a chance. Uh, but, but you know what? If the players don't, don't, don't want or can't, um, then you're going to have a problem. So that's the good news is how well we've done in the last 15, 17 games. But we take that back a little bit more. And the two games we lost in 2016 were World Cup qualifiers. In 2015, we played seven games in World Cup qualifiers. We lost five of them. So, yeah. as an Indian... Four, 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 four of them, we lost 2-1, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm curious, as an Indian who loves the beautiful game, how far away are we from being a... a not even qualifying for the World Cup, but being a, a force to be reckoned with in World Cup qualifying? Yeah. 
How do you pass your exams? You study. You listen to the teacher. You take notes and you get your ass uh, on the table and you study. You don't pass if you don't do the work. So tell me, 175, what have you done before I came to prepare yourself? Because you know what? If you hadn't done the work, you wouldn't be calling me. You'd be bringing a, a, a Maderazzi or one of these guys <laughs> to manage the team. You wouldn't be calling me. Now, we lost four games. I said to them at the very beginning, we are not going to qualify for the World Cup because you have done nothing to prepare yourself for that. So the next eight games are going to be exactly that. They're going to be games that we're going to play, that we are lucky to play, because the biggest game that we had was beating Nepal 2-0 in Kawati three, three, two months after I arrived. That was the biggest game in the history of Indian football for me because had we not qualified from that game, and I remind you that in the previous two years we hadn't beaten Nepal, um, we wouldn't be talking now. We wouldn't have had any qualifiers. We would have been playing the SAF. Okay, so we lost those games, seven of, seven of, seven of those games, four of them by the score of 2-1. Two, two and what do you think I was doing? I was building. Now, I could have, uh, somebody asked me, why didn't you? I could have used the same players that the other guy had used, played it safe. We could have won, we could have lost. And I would say, well, you know, this is the players that you have and all the rest of it. But no, what did I do? I went out and found players. I went and looked in universities. I went and looked at Santos trophies. I went and looked at uh, state leagues, uh, local leagues, um, youth leagues. Uh, and I found players that weren't playing in their, weren't even in their 18. In, in some teams. Borges, uh, Borges, no one ever heard of uh, Roland Borges. Uh, Sumit Asi, uh, Jackie Chan, I was told, was a joker by the former coach. Uh, you know, so Eugene, Eugene, he wasn't, he wasn't a national team player. JJ hadn't played for the national team for three years. You know, the, 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 you take every single one of the players and you think, well, why wasn't he being used before? I don't know. But, but, but what I do know is I know how to build a football team I know how to get the best out of my players, um, and that, that, that's what we've done. And I, I give full credit to the players because I am not easily satisfied. Mm. Even, 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 even when with these uh, uh, so-called poor teams or weak teams or whatever you want to call them. The the question, you know, the players like it would have been Vikash Dharasu back in for France or Michael Chopra or. Uh, FC Edmonton's left back Nathan Sansara or Justin Dillon who plays for LA Galaxy 2 these players who, who don't have passports uh, and, and you've explained very well in the book why they can't play for India is that a battle you've given up on you've just kind of or are you still going to try to see if that might change look the only way it's going to change is if the government decides it's going to change I would expect the government to at some point to say look let's make use of these European Indians. But if they do that for football, they've got to do it for every other sport. Right. Uh, and I think for, for India, there is a huge security question. What, what do you mean so, by security so, question? Because if they do it, if they do it for... for um, uh, if they do it for football, you'll be able to do it in every other walk of life as well. Right. And, and that might bring in uh, uh, people from other countries that they don't 
from other countries, if you get my understanding. Not one I agree with, but yeah, sure. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Well, look, uh, we're not talking about agreements here. We're talking about yeah, whether it will uh, change, right? Yeah. Whether, whether it will happen. That um, that question is. It's not even a question that the federation can answer. It's it's a political government question. And as I say, I'll make my case, which I have, and I will leave it up to the powers that be decide these things. It's certainly not me. I'm sure you would love to have some of those players. So, um, yes, there's some talented players there. Exactly. Now uh, you still have some time. I have like two or three more questions if you if you still have time. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm watching the Gunners as I'm speaking. What's the score? I, I'm not watching anymore. One nil to the Arsenal. Nice. Well, yeah. Oh, the usual. I hope you're more realistic in your real coaching than you are about Arsenal. Uh, the <laughs> usual. Certainly okay. No. <laughs> uh, Okay, so what should happen, Stephen, in your opinion, with ISL and I-League? You know, two different models. One is more the MLS model. One is more the traditional promotion relegation model in I-League. Uh, one is... Look, I think, yeah. I, I, I think there's two ways you can do this. The first thing that needs to happen is that they both need to come under one umbrella. That is the All India Football Association. It cannot be... Um, this is, this is the confusion, okay? Because I said to them, when, when I heard about the IFL and all the rest of it, and I came around, and it's brilliant. MLS, you can have the MLS on one side and uh, the ISL on one side, and you can have the I-League on the other. But you can't, because the ISL um, don't want to be... Um, uh, they want to they, they do what they want to do, basically. So they, they would not, obviously, want to be completely ruled by the AIFF. Um, and okay, that's fine. They, 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 they have their ideas. So that's why that MLS type thing can't work here. What has to happen is that there needs to be one league. Uh, that's, that's, that has to happen. Now, how are you going to do it? Um, are you going to have an I-League um, as the second division or the ISL? You know, this year, just to give you an idea, the ISL, uh, uh, the the I-League will qualify for the Champions League and the ISL will qualify for the Champions Cup. So they, they, they have given the main importance to the I-League team. Okay, now, um, but the, the, the ISL will get the AFC Cup berth. Uh, next year, I would imagine that they will have a team, a league of maybe 16 teams, maybe 18. Um, and they will have a proper regular season. That's what needs to happen. Do you see them uh, continuing as two separate entities going forward, or do you see them merging? No, no, they, they, they have no choice. They have no choice because uh, neither the AFC nor FIFA will accept uh, the, the current situation. The, uh, and um, people say, oh, but in America. No, in America they have MLS, and they have franchises. There's no uh, promotion relegation. But they have franchises, they're, they're well operated, they're, 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 they all uh, meet the, the uh, criteria. And then what is called the second division would be your USL or NASL. That can happen here. They can call the ISL the first division or the Premier League or whatever you want to call it. And they can make the I, the I League the second division. But they're not going to have promotion relegation. So the teams that are, if, if, if that happens, then the teams in the, in the I League. Uh, where's their motivation uh, to go up? 
as the case may be. So basically, you're going to have uh, an I-League and an ISL under one umbrella. Or they're going to have one league and then form a second division with, uh, with, with the teams that do not meet the criteria from the, uh, for the ISL. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, just as a side note, because right now we do have two Division 2s here. Uh, you know, I'm sure you know that, but NASL, USL. And as of yeah. three, four days ago, NASL was told they don't have Division 2 status anymore. So it's a very interesting thing. There's some, some echoes of what's happening in India and, and uh, stateside. Important question, and it's going to decide how seriously I take you from here on in. Who's, oh, yeah. who's better? Pressure. Who's better, Baichung Bhutia or Sunil Chetri? Very different. Baichun was your more hustly, bustly, um, aggressive uh, striker. Uh, so is a bit more subtle. I, 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 I think um, I would like to choose uh, between them, to be honest. Uh, I, I think they were both great players in their day. They were by far the best player in, in their time. And they both got some cover the book. <laughs> <laughs> That that's uh, well well played. Be a I know. I was gonna say well avoided. Uh, as as a side note, the only other team I played with lower division was Barry FC, and that was because of Baichung, and we got yeah, re- well, we got why, relegated. Why, why, why not surprised? <laughs> yeah, we got relegated but, with yeah. We were I think winless after by the time November hit, and I got sacked, and they got relegated. So Baichung was he he was very strong, very aggressive. Uh, Sunil's not as aggressive, but yeah. uh, he's very smart. He works really, really hard. Um, good pro, and um, it, it's it's really been great to have both of them, both leaders in their own right. Yeah. Um, and um, we uh, we will struggle to replace. Well, we've never replaced Baichung, and I, I don't think we will um, uh, replace Sunil. Um, although there are some very exciting young kids. That's really the last question I have for you, um, which is, from your perspective, what is the the next step, or what is the the future for for no, not for you, for for India. I don't care about you anymore, Stephen. I care about the Indian national team. Uh, you, you, got, you got what you wanted. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you're old news now. Yeah, that's cold. I know. <laughs> but you know, with the, there are a few Asian qualifiers coming up, and of course, the big one, Stephen, and I know you you're a big fan of this, is the FIFA U17. Uh, World Cup is being played in India. That's a huge thing for Indian football. So, your thoughts on the the near next couple of years for for India? Okay, um, I think that from my from my perspective, um, we have uh, a national team that will 
take us for the next five or six years, which is the same thing I did uh, in 2002. Uh, I, I still have some of my players from then. Yeah. <laughs> so I think whoever whoever comes in after me will will, will have uh, um, uh, the nucleus of a very good team. Okay. Uh, um, my concern is what happens to the under 19s and the under 17s. There does not seem to be uh, a visible pathway that I can see at the moment. There has been talks of the the under 19s or under 17s in uh, in the I League, um, which was a bit like the um, the Pilot Arrows project, um, which I had suggested in 2004. Uh, they did it five years later, but they should have kept that. So that we have a continuous feeder uh, into the national team, because uh, th th there are two types of national teams. There is the national team that takes its players from its clubs, like most of the countries, and then there are the national teams that develop players for their clubs. That's what we do. Most of the players that we have that have come through me in the last three years. Some of them uh, didn't have clubs. Some of them were, were at clubs but not playing. And some of them uh, we picked and made them national team players and then they found clubs after playing for the yeah, under-23 level uh, or, or at senior level and even at under-19 level. So I, I, I am... We need desperately to have... Um, a pathway for the under-17s and the under-19s, where they are played continuously, they get games. Um, i give you an example, the, uh, the I-League uh, insists that two under-22 players must play, yeah. but some teams substitute them after five minutes to bring on another player, older, more experienced, rather than using the kid. Um, and that is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So, so, so um, my... Uh, my hope is that um, we can have somewhere for these 17s and 19s to play. I also am um, um, hopeful that we can have more Indian players uh, playing abroad that then can come back and help India uh, play. Um, for example, I would like to be the first to put an Indian player playing in the United States. I, I hear you. I, you know, I don't know if you're in, in, uh, in the market for... A thirty-three-year-old striker who's a little bit overweight now, but has a pretty nice right foot um, and has an Indian passport. And, and, and here I was just starting to like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this special episode, and make sure you find us on Twitter at socktakes and meet at Nipun Chopra Seven, and let us know what you thought of this interview. And Stephen, if you're still listening. I'm still waiting for my call-up to the national team.